Welcome to Locking Your Success. We are the company that creates strategies to build wealth. This podcast is the audio from the Lock In Your Success Options Trading for Income Weekly Update webinar. This webinar reviews real-time hypothetical trades each week while analyzing market conditions with adjustments. Questions are always welcomed, asked, and answered. If you would like to view the charts and graphs referenced in this podcast, please visit our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com for a video replay of the live webinar. Before we get started, we need to go over our disclosures. Locking Your Success LLC is not a broker dealer or financial advisor. This presentation is for educational purposes only. This information is not an offer to buy, sell, or hold securities. You shall be fully responsible for any investment decision you make, and such decisions will be based solely on your evaluation of your financial circumstances, investment objectives, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. Please visit CBOE.com to find and review the options risk disclaimer prior to placing any trades. Also, please note that these are real-time but hypothetical computer simulated trades and results. The trades are believed to be as accurately presented as possible, however, they are not guaranteed as to accuracy and therefore live results may vary. No representation is being made that any portfolio will or is likely to achieve profits or losses similar to those shown. Whew! Now that that's over, let's get to it. Here is your host, John Locke. Good morning and welcome to the Options Trading for Income Weekly Update for January 11th, 2016. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening via podcast, come on over to our website at LockingYourSuccess.com. Join our mailing list, get your free report, Seven Secrets of Becoming a Successful Trader, and sign up for this free weekly webinar. Also, while you're there, check out our trading programs. We have the Super Simple Spread Trades, the M3, the Bearish Butterfly, the Rock, the M21. We also have a great recording of the 8 p.m. squared uh, seminar we did last year. And we have our master class series as well. So uh, come on over, check those out. As far as this update, we are covering four trades from our various trading systems that are covered essentially by the guidelines within the systems. We are doing a bearish butterfly, an M3, a rock trade, and a V condor. These trades have been recorded since the program's inception of each of the courses. And if you go back on our blog at LockingYourSuccess.com, you can see years of um, years of uh, results and how we've been doing the trades. Uh, as far as announcements this week, we have the Trading Triangle live in Hawaii. We're still registering for that. We have discounts running until Friday. After Friday, the discounts that are there for the members are, are, are no longer available. So if you're thinking of coming, make sure that you, you register before then and let us know you're coming. Also this Wednesday night, we have Brady Dahl, our Brady Dahl interview, who is the author of Momo Traders, Tips, Tricks, and Strategies from 10 Top Traders. These are uh, day traders. Uh, well, most of them are day traders. There's one swing trader in there, but they are all fantastic traders who basically came from virtually no trading experience to being uh, making hundreds of thousands or sometimes millions of dollars a year uh, in the market. Uh, some really great stories and you know, a lot of the stuff is applicable to, to traders in general and will, uh, will help you tremendously as well in your trading if you take those tips in becoming successful. So uh, I encourage you to uh, sign up for the interview with them. Again, that is for uh, premium members and anybody above that uh, for the live event. 
and um, we'll have a question and answer session there as well, so that'll be great. And also we have our successful Trader of the Month interview with uh, Kevin Lee coming up for January 27th at 9 a.m., so you can mark your calendars for that as well. So lots of uh, fun stuff coming up. All right, so that's what we have for our announcements. So last week, I believe, if we were looking at the Russell, this is, uh, I think Monday was, was this day here. Uh, let's see, this was Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, right? So we were here, we we're looking at a gap down, and we we're calling technical levels in the market saying, one place the market or the Russell might turn is around this 1100, 1110 area. Another place it might turn would be uh, 1080. And if it broke that level, we're very likely coming to the 1040 area. And, uh, you know, we had we got a day's pause at 1010. We got absolutely nothing at 1080. And, uh, you know, that's essentially telling us that, um, you know, we got to bounce back here a little bit at this trend line. But other than that, an intraday bounce, we pulled right down to uh, 10, uh, near 1040, uh, which from a movement standpoint is pretty much expected, uh, you know, as the levels broke. But uh, as far as it going down there that quickly, eh, I was hoping that wouldn't happen. Uh, so if we look at uh, our other indices, uh, 10, well, let's look at this for a minute first. At 1040, the um, would be a reasonable place for the Russell to switch. We're also talking longer term charts that if the Russell breaks this area, then it could be extremely problematic uh, in, for the markets in general, and then we might push to 850. Uh, I'm going to talk about why that may not be the case at this point, because we had some changes in the other indice charts. So if we look at, come back to one year, and we just come down to our SPX. The SPX might turn at 1910, with a move like this, it would not be likely. It'd be more likely that the SPX is probably coming back down to the 1870 level. That being the case, if the SPX doesn't hold 1910 and pulls down to this 1860, unless the Russell is has a lot of relative strength, um, that means the Russell's probably going to break 1040. Uh, which would be our kind of a doomsday scenario for the Russell if we were looking at from at an independent um, from an independent bias. But if we're looking at that in the context with what the rest of the market's doing, the rest of the market is very likely to bounce at 1870, and that's going to take the Russell and that's going to give it a bounce at wherever it happens to bottom out uh, when the market hits there. So that's going to uh, give some support to the Russell, and that being the case. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to see, wait and see what the timing does. But that we may see a penetration at 1040 that doesn't uh, that doesn't meet our criteria for the the whole market breaking down is basically what I'm saying here. So uh, if we look at sorry the NDX, this also is kind of hanging in the middle of nowhere, implying that we're probably going to come down at least to this 4100 area before we get a market reversal. That's a big drop. Um, We'll have to see what happens, but uh, we, we, likely we're coming down to 4,100 in the NDX. Uh, again, that would that would um, mean that it would have to be relatively weak to the SPX in order to uh, bottom out at the same time. 
And as far as the Dow goes, very likely we're coming to sixteen thousand in the Dow. I just I don't see it. you know we might get a we might get a bounce in the markets and then we may come up and retest these resistance levels here, but um, I do not see a reason for the markets to turn here. Uh, I just don't see it. Uh, I mean, there's a possibility the uh, SPX and the NDX come into a certain level. Uh, the SPX and the Russell come into a certain level at the same time, and that might you know give us a little bit of a um, hope there, but I just don't see it happening. I see the markets coming down to at least 16,000 area. I see NASDAQ coming down to the 4,100 area, and the SPX probably coming down to 1,880, and more than likely that's going to pull the Russell lower. Probably uh, if we, we have to go into some longer-term charts to even look at that. If I had a place to guess where the traders might put this, I mean, a thousand is a minor support area, right? You see where the market legged up and pulled back and broke out. So we have minor support areas, um, you know, like here is one at a thousand. We have another one here at, uh, at 950. We have another minor one at 900. None of that is going to be a sufficient power to stop a, uh, a break of this area on its own. But in combination with the uh, SPX and the other indices hitting support areas, that, that, may, uh, that may turn us around. But that is essentially um, and what I'm thinking is almost positive that we're going to break uh, 1040 in the Russell. And if it's going to turn, we'll have to watch the timing on the other indices coming into their support levels. And, uh, and from there, we can, we can, we, we can make a better decision. But for now, uh, although we may get a bounce and it may come as high as 1100 in the Russell, it's probably going to uh, roll over and come back down. So those are my thoughts on the market. Now, let's go over to the trades. So as far as our trades are looking, this was the January M3. So I'm just going to go back all the way to the end of the year. Trade was looking uh, beautiful here, up $4,700. As a matter of fact, I said um, this before this. As a matter of fact, the Monday before this, I was talking about the fact that if this trade hung up in this area, that in real life, this trade would have been gone. It would have been pulled off, certainly uh, the last week in, uh, in December. We had areas or times of day, it certainly exceeded um, $5,000, which is our profit target. And even if it hadn't exceeded our profit target, in real life, there's nothing magic about your profit target number. You're going to be, uh, you know, and this is where a little bit of common sense comes into trading, uh, rather than trying to f follow a strict set of rules, is that, hey, you know, uh, M3 generally, it gets 10%. It, it, there are times where it gets more, but it's not worth um, the times when it doesn't. Because most likely, after 10%, the trade's pretty much done trying to keep the C plus zero line flat. But anyway, this is what, the way we looked on Thursday. If we take a look at our analyze graph, this it just looks beautiful. Um, However, you need to also realize that you are in a trade here that's very close to expiration, and close to expiration trades, no matter how you set them up, if you're inside the tent, 
If you're outside the tent, that's a different story. But if you're inside the tent on a um, near expiration trade, you have a lot of price movement vulnerability, and that's what we got on uh, Monday. Because by the time Monday came, we are uh, 11 days to expiration, and we have this. Let me just take out the trades here, and we have this um, this large down move that essentially pulled all our profits out of the trade. So here is uh, is what the position looks like. Not a disaster scenario, but um, obviously a profit loss scenario. Again, you need to decide whether you want to stay in this and fight this 11 days to expiration. Generally, I might not. Probably just probably would have exited. If I, if I hadn't exited it last year, uh, probably would have looked at exiting this uh, sometime intraday when the market really started acting up on us. But um, anyway, we stay in this uh, as following guidelines. If I'm going to do an adjustment to this, generally I'm going to maintain my positive delta, but I am going to roll back. So here uh, we have our butterflies at 11.20. We're going to just do a rollback to about 11.80. We add in some verticals to flatten our T plus zero line to positive delta and we come up into a position that looks like this. So closing that out, if we move forward to the next day, let me um, just come to 15.30. Right, this little pause actually did us quite well. It, um, Gained, gained us some value. Position looks like this. Everything seems to be calming down. We're kind of waiting for the bounce, right? Um, oh, and this is a good technical thing, too. If um, this was, uh, let's see, let's go to one year. This is an interesting technical thing. So here we had um, a little bounce here which shouldn't be a surprise at a technical support level. Generally, the short-term traders are going to try at least take a shot at going, um, at going um, long here, which is, that's, that's what you saw. And you actually saw this at uh, around 1080 as well, intraday. If you do an intraday chart, you saw that the market bounced off this level, but then it crashed down. But, um, but here, this is completely normal. The following day, which is the day we've got 14 points down, this broke our technical level, and that essentially tells us it's a no-brainer. We're going to um, very likely, our most likely uh, next movement is down to the 1080 level. So let's look at this for a second. We go into Wednesday. We got a 14-point down day, but we also got a decent value increase. Right, we're about 2,400 positive. This is an excellent day to exit this because we essentially have a very high likelihood that we're going to either that or adjust down. Right, so this is this is where I might make a judgment call to adjust down because now we've broken and we've closed under this level that we bounced at, essentially telling me that we're going to drop lower. Right, I didn't do anything here, but if I um, if I'm live trading this, assuming I don't want to get out at my $2,400 profit, which would probably be my my most um, my best choice, uh, I would certainly think about going negative delta or rolling this back at that point because I know pretty much I'm coming down to the 1080 level and I don't really want my adjustment point to be there. So 
uh, we would do some sort of a rollback. That didn't happen. We just went into Thursday. Uh, yeah, you could um, comment time to dump the call. You could dump the call. We're coming into, you could look at that. You could, because uh, we're, we're like positive. Actually, we weren't quite that high. We've got to come forward into the price range with option view. Right, so so yeah, that wouldn't uh, actually be that bad of a call, to, that bad of a, a judgment call to do that. The challenge with dropping the call, of course, is you're no longer in an M3 uh, anymore. You're just kind of in a short-term weekly um, broken wing condor, which, again, very sensitive to price movement. You get a uh, capitulation in the market, and the market decides to go up and break back forward. In other words, we get a, a false break of support. We know in that situation, if the market goes up, it'll probably be, and it breaks, it'll probably be explosive. So you kind of put yourself at a vulnerability up here in doing that. Not too much of a problem recently because the market's been so uh, weak, but um, but that is, uh, that is a, a possibility if you wanted to take that directional shot. Uh, at that, that the market wasn't going to go above that level, you'd probably want to reconsider if it does. But yeah, you could have done that as well. But anyway, we ended up closing this out at a loss on Thursday. <clears throat> it was not um, quite a maximum loss, but the reality is on an M3, eight days to expiration to adjust this and keep a flat T plus zero line um, being this close to your maximum loss number, and even dreaming of getting anywhere near close to that number back is kind of a pipe dream. It just wouldn't happen. Um, maybe like you know buying a lottery ticket, but you also have a chance of losing significantly more. So this is not worth adjusting the trade. So we would exit this position here. Um, yeah, yeah. I show the graph where we are. This is this is end of day uh, Thursday. And that would, um, there's really, other than trying to, to, to take on a really risky position and going out of N3 concept, there's no way to make your money back here. So, so you would exit the trade. And that is that. Um, okay. So here is uh, the T-log for that particular trade. I'll just open this up. And you know we'll post this to the premium members uh, sites shortly. Uh, all right, so that's the January M3. The January rock trade was essentially the same as the January M3 trade. This trade here um, really did not have a chance to win. Like the M3 trade, with a little bit of common sense, that's a winning trade. It's not. Not really an issue. With um, <clears throat> the uh, rock trade, it never really got up any money. There was never really reason to take it off. There was never any, really any trouble. If you look at this back at um, the following Thursday, there's no reason to, let me change this to the rock trade. There's really no reason to pull this trade off. There's, there's absolutely no reason. It's, it's a perfectly good looking trade. There's not a problem um, with it. But, you know, Monday, we get the big down move. That puts us at, um, to this, before adjustments, puts us into this position. We're down 2,500. 
again, you know, at this point here, um, M3 configuration is going to have a hard time making up to $2,600, but I'd probably stay in the trade. I'd probably stay in the trade and go ahead and make our adjustments. We essentially did this almost the same thing. We took our uh, butterflies that were 1120, we rolled them down to 1080 like we did the M3 trade. We put some verticals in, made ourselves slightly positive delta, and to a position that looks like this. This is still a winnable trade. It's not um, the best positioning to be in, but it's a winnable trade. You know, if the market had come up into this range here, we go into rock position, we could certainly pull this back. But, um, so I'd probably be willing to stay in that. Tuesday, this comes back a little bit. Right, Wednesday, the market pulls back. This, I believe, comes back to break even. Right, plus 117 is here and then you know Thursday just took the trade out so if you go into Thursday right this down about six thousand dollars to me again in order to adjust this and stay safe quote-unquote safe you wouldn't want to go into a, a condor position type position eight days to expiration on this trade when the market's wild it's just not generally a good idea um, you could lose a lot more. So even though we're not at maximum loss for a rock trade, the chances of us making this up in this environment would be very slow. So we would just pull the trade off and exit that at about a $6,000 loss. So that's what we that's what we would do there. And if you want to look at what the graph looks like here, uh, that's that. Right? No, no point in fighting that. You just uh, you just get out. That's the common sense thing to do. So that is the January rock trade, and of course the bearish butterfly won this month. Uh, that was closed a lot earlier in the month, and then the January V condor essentially had. Let me see what I did with this. This had no adjustments till Thursday. So this is what the V condor looks like on. Um, on Wednesday, right? A fairly decent looking trade, wasn't really a problem there. But this market movement Thursday was just um, hit ourselves, hit us fairly hard. And at the end of the day Thursday, it looks like this. We are over our, um, over our maximum delta range, so I can buy some puts back, which we did. Right? This brings us within our delta range. Uh, according to the rules of the V Condor, this is probably a losing trade, and realistically, am I going to get out of it? I'd probably just ex exit this, but you don't exit according to rules here. So uh, I stayed in it Friday. Uh, with the further down move, we exited the trade. And that's because the rule base essentially says if you exceed your short strikes here, you exit the trade, which we did. And yeah, what I like about this trade is we had a lot of market movement. We had very few adjustments, and the loss on it is small. So, um, whereas if you fight with a lot of the traditional condor rules, you could have taken two years worth of income here. So, not a great result for, well, good result for January bearish butterfly. Matter of fact, I can pull that up. Good result for January bearish butterfly is a 14% positive. We had 8.7% negative on the M3. We had a 12.7% negative on the ROP trade, and we had a 5.3% negative on the January trade, putting us into a minus 
3.1% on the uh, for the month. Again, this M3 trade realistically should have been a about a 9.5% winner. Um, but uh, I said I follow the guidelines, and that's what we do. So that's what we'll post it at. And we still think that um, we're likely to get 60 plus percent out of an M3. We generally like this environment for an M3, um, as long as you're a little bit smart about it. The uh, the rock trade. This was just a, a that's just the way it goes sometimes, right? It just got, that just got hammered out. Uh, the V trade here, again, that's just a, a normal loss. So the only difference here is we should we should have been positive for the month overall because we should have pulled this M3 trade off. But that's what we have. Let me show T logs for um, uh, let me just close this. Show T logs for the V condor, which is there, and show T logs for the rock trade. which this wasn't a very bad trade at all as far as uh, management-wise. It was just, it was just wasn't going to take that big of a move that close to expiration. And that's, in general, if you, if you want to, you know, it's funny, I get um, when the volatility is low, you get everybody, people tell, you know, you have a lot of traders who say, well, geez, you know, why don't I just trade a 30-day uh, M3 trade? It's because that's when it makes all its money. And I tell them, no, that, no, that's not the case. Sometimes they make their money late in the trade. Sometimes they make their money early in the trade. You never know which one it's going to be. Um, if you want price movement diversification, you stay very far from expiration and you stay out of close. In other words, you stay away from close to expiration. You know, you can you can do very well in it. It doesn't matter. Condor, broken wing butterfly, an M3, whatever. If you're very far from expiration and you get big price movements. But as soon as you get up on top of expiration and you get a move like that, and you're under the tent. If you're under the tent, you're done. It doesn't matter what you're in. You're done, right? So, um, I mean, of course, if you if you have a trade where you're way in front of the tent, that's a different story. But if you're in the middle of the tent and the market pulls down like this, it's uh, the it's, it's game over for for pretty much any type of income trade. Uh, okay, so yeah, let me save changes on that. And that is the January trades. In contrast. Yes, I'm showing the M3 as a normal. It's not a, as a loss in the trading tracking spreadsheet, right? We're showing it at an eight point whatever percent losses, which is what it was. Um, and I'm also showing the rock as a loss, uh, and I showed that. Okay, so everything's there. Quickly, let's go over our February trades. February, on the other hand, uh, with a move like that, is really no problem. That's not uh, not an issue. And certainly, if you have March trades, again, not an issue. February bearish butterfly, beginning of the week, right? If we take a look at this, after that large move is right here, uh, right at the peak of our tent. That's uh, that was on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We had no adjustments, right? And we're looking like this. Again, this is very close to an adjustment point, and it was unfortunate we got such a large move down move on Thursday when we're that close to an adjustment point. But you know what happens. Uh, so here, okay, this is what we looked like previous to adjustment. We are we have an adjustment at uh, let's see it it would be at 1090. 
Uh, we came all the way back to this level here, 1060. Again, these are very resilient to down moves, uh, obviously, because this is just a huge down move here. So from here, we simply roll back to at the money. And here, this case here was back to 1070. And the trade looks like this. And Friday, there were no adjustments. Right, so we just got a bit of a rollback. And this is the position we're looking with. Nice looking bearish butterfly here. If there is a time to transition a butterfly into an M3 on a bounce, this is probably one of those. Um, if you get up into the uh, 1090 area uh, or higher, it wouldn't be a bad idea to start um, cutting your delta a little bit early. But that is what we have there. A T log for this is here. So we just started. We put the trade on the 23rd. We did a rollback on the 7th. Okay, and let's see. If we have uh, our February M3 trade, we'll take a look at that on Monday. With Monday's down move here, uh, let me go, go to the M3. With Monday's down move here, the trade looked like this. We were past our short strike. We were over our maximum delta number. So just simply did a uh, simply did a roll back here. I rolled the 1120s back to I think 1080 or 1090. Let's see, yeah, uh, 1080. I reduced the butterfly by one butterfly just to help with the upside. So the new position looks like that. And I'm gonna have to hurry a little bit through this because we're getting late. But, um, but that's the T-log on the 4th, right? There's the move on the 4th. And then on the 7th, we had another uh, rollback. So if we come back to the 7th here, right? And we take off the, um, the things. Again, we're past our maximum positive delta. We're past our short strikes. And we just do a rollback. So we close this out. We roll this back one more time. Uh, down $1,000, very high volatility. This is actually a very good position to be in. Uh, it, uh, it looks good. So uh, today, that'll actually come back positive. If it, didn't, it may have actually come back positive Friday. But that was the move on the 7th. All right, Friday, we got our continued down move. We're down, what, $545. So practically break even here. And this is what the position looks like as of uh, Friday. So that is the uh, the M3 trade. And then the last trade we have on is going to be a V Condor trade, which is going to be, I think this had no adjustments. Let me look at the T-log. Yeah, so no adjustments on that trade here. Um, we're down a little bit of money. We're almost at maximum positive delta here. But if we take a look at our analyzed graph, we look like this. So not bad, not bad. So everything in February is fine. Again, far from expiration handles well. Also, uh, keep in mind the magnitude of the moves we've been getting. The This move here, which is actually similar to this previous one, if you do a point count, the bounce, the, at least the temporary bounce is pretty much at the same um, same price point as far as how you know how far the market's dropped, uh, which would be expected. This move, though, 
from a point standpoint is very similar to our some of the moves weekly moves in October of 2008. So these aren't small moves. They're very uh, large from a point standpoint. So keep that in mind. Uh, as a matter of fact, the crash of 2011 was very similar to this also. So very, uh, very large moves. Don't, don't discount the, um, the, dy dy the dynamic, uh, how dynamic the strategies are. You know, even in close to expiration, typically we may get really well in a rock trade and in a um, M3 trade, but um, this move is just too big for something that close to expiration. Uh, T log for February V Condor and M3. We can do that quickly. And if you have any other questions, just go ahead and put them in there because we're going to be closing up relatively soon. So here is the T log for our February M3. Here, uh, I'm sorry, February V Condor and February M3 looks like this. So an entry. And then we had two rollbacks last week because of the uh, the magnitude of the move, which is very, uh, very large. All right. Uh, if there are no further questions, I hope everybody enjoyed today's session. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks, everyone.